1: Welcome to the Cannon Cast, a weekly podcast from the Canon, an SB Nation blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. I am Will Chase, joined tonight by Rachel Buells. What's up, Rachel?
2: Hi, Will. Nothing much. Just hang in.
1: Yeah, so uh, you had a good weekend? Everything's good in your world?
2: I... Don't even know what day of the week it is. Like, I have lost all track of time. Uh, I did have the day off work today, so I'm having a weird Monday because it feels like still the weekend, but it was good. Got a lot done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, same, same. Yeah, it's... uh it's just dark at like 5 o'clock, oh, so I mean, I at least track a time. So
2: disorienting. <laughs> I feel like I should be... I said to my roommate last night, it was pitch black, and it was like 7 p.m., and I'm, I was like, okay, you know, bedtime soon, and we were both like, oh my god, it's right. not even a reasonable bedtime, but it feels like it's 10 p.m., so anyways.
1: It was, like deg- it was like 70 degrees yesterday. It felt like spring, and now it's like 40. So
2: the winter solstice is... Um, a week from today, so at that point, time days start getting longer instead of shorter. So at we least go. we are approaching like the very apex of darkness. <laughs> um,
1: exactly, exactly. That's what I was thinking. That would
2: be a great band name or a video game name: Apex of Darkness.
1: That should be. It's, that's the name of your podcast. <laughs> 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 you figured out yeah, the name. Thanks.
2: That's a good. uh, I'm gonna put that on the brainstorming list.
1: (laughs) Exactly that. That was all you. But uh, all right. So we'll go ahead and get into it. So last week, after we recorded, you know, there was we had no hockey, latest hockey developments to speak of. And then, of course, after we recorded, I think it was like around midnight or overnight, uh, we learned that the league is going to come back. Opening night, January thirteenth. So I'm excited that they figured this out and we look to have a season starting up in less than a month now. And you, Rachel wrote an article for the Canon last week about the return to play and all that. So first off, if you remember from your article, any, I don't know, were there like any specific things that you've been thinking about as it pertains to the league coming back and just what you're kind of looking forward to?
2: Yeah. So I wrote my article more about the division realignment and like the restructuring Which a lot of it has to do, uh, at least based on my understanding, with how COVID is going to continue to affect uh, not only the NHL, but the world. And so I believe actually kind of a similar thing happened with news coming out right after we recorded the podcast is right after I wrote that article, I read that the projections weren't exactly going to be the same, but it sounds like things are still going to be shuffled around. And it sounds like something that's going to be happening is an all-Canadian league, which I think is cool. But it, but that's simply because they're not sure about traveling between countries right now. So that would make that more streamlined, obviously, uh, to take the international element out of it. So, no, I'm excited as hell. It has been a long time coming. I'm excited for more details. I mean, January 13th come coming the hell up, like less than a month so and with the holidays that'll just fly by even faster
1: yeah the one thing i was curious about is with the all canadian division i know they're doing that like you said because of the borders and all that but i'm still unsure about how that's going to work for i mean i'm assuming that they're going to play other teams right that are in the u.s i'm kind of curious about how that'll work with the scheduling
2: well and that's why i said in my article i don't remember which person which talking head at the nhl said this but he he was like all teams are gonna start out playing in their own arenas and i'm like all right but what about (laughs) that having to not be the case when teams have to play each other you know what i mean like i just without sounding like foreboding or without sounding like a debbie downer I just feel like it's a matter of time with all the traveling until like a team gets wiped out. But it's interesting because you look at other leagues who, you know, have been playing through all this and like, I'm not well versed in the NFL, but I was seeing NFL Twitter cracks me up. Like I see a lot of (laughs) tweets about it, even though I don't know what the hell's going on, but like what team like had all of their quarterback options out with
1: Broncos. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not, Wiping out sounds bad, but it just just a bunch of positive tests, kind of like a rash through the team right. then, um, that could be a problem. But also that on the same, well, the flip side of that coin is that a lot of the Blue Jackets sounds like they've already had it. So maybe they're going to be immune. And then another thing that I looked into as well with the NHL return to play is I was like, oh, it'll be interesting to see if and when and how these private you know, leagues get their hands on COVID vaccines before. Like, I'll be interested to see where professional athletes fall in line somewhere between essential healthcare workers and old people and then well before the rest of the general public, I'm sure. But it'll be interesting to see the actual timeline of them. And also, I will be interested to see without naming any names, I will be interested to see which of the Blue Jackets, if any of them, will be fussy about not wanting to get vaccinated. Um, and not just the blue jackets, but anyone in the league, you know, are they going to mandate it for everyone? Can there be exceptions if the, if people don't want it, what happens? Like I, that'll be a whole yeah, other bridge. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, let me say it now on December 14th, 2020, that I see that becoming an issue with. Whenever the sports teams do get their hands on enough COVID vaccines for all the athletes, I'll be interested to see if there's any pushback.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that's all going to play out either. And I mean, there's probably a lot of details. Like, I think the league is going to be announcing a formal announcement this week about everything coming back, to, you know, all the return to play and whatever other stuff that all that extra finer details of things. But at least as of now, it looks like the Blue Jackets division could be alongside Tampa, Carolina, Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, and Nashville. And maybe things will change, but I feel like that's probably what it's going to be, or pretty close to it. So basically, like the old Central Division, and I'm kind of intrigued by that alone, just because, you know, Nashville was kind of mediocre. Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, a lot of mediocrity in that division. Obviously, Tampa Bay is the defending champ. They're going to be great. Carolina's pretty good. Florida might be better because they kind of underachieved last year, but I mean, they have some pieces and uh, Detroit's not looking to contend anytime soon, but they're kind of on the, maybe on the rise a little bit. At least I don't think Detroit could be much worse than right. last season, but did you have any thoughts about the division? And, you know, I, I, I feel like Columbus can actually, uh, do well in that division. Now it's going to be a what a 58 game season. So, you know, we can't really if they're going to contend for the playoffs, they can't get off to a slow start. You know, we've seen that before whether it was last season and they had some time to kind of get going or uh even and the, the lockout shortened season of 2013, they got off to a slow start and then they got high and just missed the playoffs. So, I mean, if they can not start slow for a change and be healthy, who knows? Maybe they'll have a, a good shot in that division. But any thoughts with the new division that Columbus looks to be in this season?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they could easily dominate it. And uh, I think that your assessment was just really good and really thorough. And I it just makes me think the other day in the Slack channel we were talking about, this division realignment seed said, yeah, we'll make the playoffs on the back of a terrible division. And PD said still counts. Yeah. We deserve a bad division for once. I'm like, that's true. Right. I mean, we've always really clawed. Like, I feel like the reality of it was being like fourth or fifth in the Metro was being like second, third or fourth in the other divisions. As far as like, I don't want to say strength of schedule because that's not it, but rank it like, The people who are the teams who are in, they were harder contenders, in my opinion. So I feel like this kind of levels it out. And I'm a Toledo person. I love the Red Wings. So I'm glad that I just feel so bad for them. (laughs) Like, they can't get much worse. But like, I don't know if I see anything like on the horizon that makes me feel like it. But maybe being in a less competitive division will be good for them. We'll
1: see. I would feel much worse for them if they didn't dominate Columbus their first like decade of existence and just I dominate know, the I league know. for twenty years. But yeah, I get you. No, I the only th- I mean I I don't feel bad for them, but I don't I don't hate them either. I uh, I actually hate I don't even hate Nashville, but I used to really hate Nashville back when they would just dominate Columbus. For whatever reason, Columbus was just god-awful in Nashville and against the Predators. But yeah, it'll be, it'd be kind of fun, I think, to see some of their original rivals from the old Central Division back in the early years. And I'm just kind of... I mean, I like the Columbus-Washington and sometimes the Columbus-Pittsburgh and Philly matchup, but mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. mind a little bit of variety honestly if these divisions were going to be the new divisions going forward i'd be fine with that i know the canadian division i kind of like the canadian division for what that is but i mean at the same time if you know for this season and i don't know when the scheduling is going to come out but i'm sure like assuming that they will still play assuming montreal will still play boston or whatever i know you have those traditional rivals that you know you don't want to get rid of but at least for this season i like what the divisions kind of look like And so just a comment real fast on some of the other tentative divisions. One would be Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, which I assume is the Atlantic, obviously. And then you would have on the West, the all-Canadian division, and then Pacific would be Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, LA, San Jose, St. Louis, Vegas. Honestly, those divisions are good to me. I could roll with that pretty much yeah going forward but at the same time i get you don't want to mix up or eliminate some rivalries that you would see like boston and toronto and montreal but in terms of columbus's division i'm good with that of course i say that mm-hmm. if chicago detroit and all these teams get really good again then yeah, yeah. but that's that's just the way it is but yeah I'm, I'm i'm on board i'm excited to see hockey on january 13th and on my i got the email that my nhl tv is going to kick back in nice. but yeah. Just go to Cars.com.
0: It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Last week, Petey and I touched on this at the very end. Uh, they were running; ESPN was running the greatest NHL name bracket. jean Lou Grandpierre was the sixth seed against the eleven seed, Justin Abdelkader. John Lou Grandpierre, at least in Greg Wisniewski's bracket, he had Grandpierre getting past Justin Abdelkader And he had Boone Jenner losing in the first round to Slater Cuckoo, but he had John Luke ultimately losing to Greg McKeague in the second round. So in the final, Greg Wyshnuski had Guy Lefler of the Canadians taking out Radek Bonk, and his final four also included Greg McKeague. And I think I'm saying this right, Hakan Lube. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but that sounded good to me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. But yeah, so you uh, you were saying that you like Boone Jenner's name, right?
2: I love Boone Jenner's name. Like, he just has the perfect hockey name. Yeah, yeah bummer. I mean, Slater Cuckoo is a wild yeah. name. Like, that just is hard, hard competition, like straight up. But I-, I just think, like, Boone Jenner, like, I just picture, like, someone, like, a. Like a like a lumberjack, like <laughs> like wearing like a red flannel, but instead of like an axe, he has like a hockey stick. Yeah, that's Bo- like Boone Jenner. I don't know, or like a like a like a whiskey brand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. He his name is just so like brandable. His name is I don't know. It's just his parents were onto something when they named it, but it's nothing like insane, and it's nothing. You know, I don't know. Boone Jenner.
1: I don't really remember Greg McKeag, but I feel like I remember that name. That just, I don't know. I love that name. Yeah, names that rhyme like that, um, that's tough comp. But (laughs) Guy LeFleur winning it all, I mean, that's, I don't know if I would have picked that name to win it all. I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time.
2: I'm sure that fed into it a little.
1: Probably. I mean, oh, Greg McKegg. Yeah, that is a That He's a current player. I kind of forgot about that. I knew that name seemed really familiar to me. We've been we've been kind of away from hockey for so long. I was like, what True. You play, but I remember his name now. He was actually born in ninety two, so he's pretty young. But yeah, but yeah, me and PD last uh, last week were talking about guys like Bonk and some of the tougher names. Slater Cuckoo. I had to remember how to say that name because it doesn't necessarily look the way you might think it would be w- pronounced. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: Yeah, looking at Wisniewski's bracket, Merlin melinowski
2: i love the name merlin
1: i think this is jeff Bukeboom, but i could be totally saying things wrong do you remember zigman paul nope ron tugnut was on here he actually lost to hakan lube in the second round also <laughs> i love bob beers that's a good name
2: that is a good name that's a great hockey oh, name
1: my mistake tugnut lost to bob beers i was looking at lube and somehow skipping over of course, this is all due to, or this is all Wisniewski's bracket. Marislav knocked out Nito Niederreiter, and then Radic Bonk took out Satan Bonk over McKeg. Yeah, it's just funny. If 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 you had to think of current Blue Jackets, I mean, I think Pierre Luc Dubois kind of is unique and stands out a little yes, bit. Yes, I agree. You would take Boone yeah. Jenner, I guess, number one. Oh, and Elvis Merzlikens. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Definitely.
1: I like Corpusala's name. I that's was going to cool say,
2: name. I mean, I think that his name has a lot of personality, too.
1: Gustav Nyquist is a good name.
2: Yeah, true. Vladislav Gavrakov. Duh.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's a your guy.
2: Freaking mouthful. Yeah, and that is my guy. Him and uh, PLD.
1: Emil Bemstrom. Yeah, there's some good names. Nick Foligno. No, nah, that's a little common. No, nah, it's a good name, though. The, the last name is definitely uh, is different.
2: Texier. Tex.
1: All right. So we're going to close out this episode talking about, Rachel, this is kind of your thing. So you said a positive and something we're looking forward to, right?
2: Yeah. So I suggested doing something positive from the last week and something we're looking forward to in the next week or around that time frame. I just feel like life has been kind of slow lately and I am noticing smaller things that are happening, but you go first.
1: Yeah, let's see. Positive from the last week. Well, you know, I've been uh, doing my podcasts, so just whenever I get a new one up, that's always a positive, because that's like, I have to make time, and I end up waiting until the weekend a lot of times, so if I get one done and up, that's always good, and I also saw a friend over the weekend that I haven't seen in a while, so that's always good, kind of, uh, you know, interact watch some sports whatnot and then uh i guess something i'm looking forward to well everything is pretty good uh i guess i'm looking forward to just the holidays even though it doesn't seem the same but uh you know make the best of that uh and i think i might get some rum and eggnog that sounds pretty good
2: (laughs) that sounds amazing i need to have some eggnog when i go home
1: (laughs) i didn't get any last year so i need to uh get that rum and eggnog this year but what about you
2: um something good in the last week Hmm. this was my idea now i can't think of anything
1: (laughs) that's tough right
2: something good in the last week i have been like (laughs) teary-eyed looking at social media of the vaccines rolling out uh, and people, people in Columbus, Ohio, at the Wexner Medical Center, got their first COVID vaccines today. So that's exciting. I'm really thrilled about that. I think that's going to be, uh, once enough people get vaccinated against that, that's going to be what ends this pandemic and brings life back to normal. And then something that I'm, the something I'm looking forward to about this week, uh, I just learned. So I'm about 500 pages into the book Dune right now, which I started reading because the movie, the new movie was coming out and I've never seen the original sci-fi like seventies version of it. I would like to watch that, but I think I want to watch the new one first. Um, but I'm really enjoying the book. It took a while for me to get into. It's a lot, it's very sci-fi. It's a lot of like, it, I don't know if I have, it's not similar in the way that this is very much like more like star Wars uh, and less like, I don't know, middle ages, but i read all the game of i felt the same way reading all the game of thrones books because i was like oh my god i have to keep track of all these families and these names and these and whatever a lot of storylines to keep track of but anyways 500 pages in loving it so far and oh so my good news i'm excited about is i one of my friends was like i was telling him how much i was enjoying reading dune he was like oh you know like warner brothers signed some big deal with hbo and they're putting out a bunch of their like blockbuster movies through HBO instead of and they're also doing theatrical releases, I think, but not along the same timeline as like the movie releases. But I think he said that Dune, it was supposed to come out in December, the beginning of December in theaters, and then it got delayed a whole year. But now they're releasing it in January on HBO. So I'm super excited that that is I don't have to wait a whole nother year for that and that I get to read the book and then watch the movie afterwards. I am embarrassed to admit this, but also I'm unashamed to admit this. I'm a huge Timothy Chalamet fan. I haven't watched Saturday <laughs> Night's SNL yet, but I need to. He's like just a like a very skinny, very like just bony. Av- he's not average looking. I think he's gorgeous. He just is like a I don't know normal dude. I'm just obsessed with him. I love him. He was so good in Little Women. He was so good in Call Me by Your Name. Someone, if anyone is listening to this end of the podcast, please comment with me about any of these movies that you've seen in the thread because I want to (laughs) talk about them. I'll I'll actually look at the comments for once uh, instead of Will or PD sending comments about myself to me, which I appreciate that you guys do I know I've done that
1: that once. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to comment real fast. I think at the beginning I said 58-game season. It's a 56-game season. And to answer my question about how I would work with scheduling in the Canadian division... Uh, It sounds like I'm looking at an article that was actually written today for SB Nation about the NHL and how things are looking for the 2021 season. It sounds like teams in the Canadian division would not be traveling south of the border of Canada. If they're having an all-Canadian division because of the borders, then how could teams be going in and out of the borders anyway for the schedule? So that would make sense, but I just wanted to mention that.
2: Uh, Good of you to catch those things. I didn't catch them
1: at all, so... But that's still like that's under the uh, kind of the complicated scenario of the article. So and it is complicated. It's a lot to uh, figure out. Okay. well,
2: now I'm reading um, about the director of Dune being really upset that they're releasing over HBO. So now I feel bad that I'm so excited. He's worried that the movie won't perform as well and that the franchise won't be as successful. But I'm going to watch it anyways. I'm going to watch it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about me, though, is that I'm going to watch it on hbo streaming and i'll go see it in theaters when it comes out because i love seeing like a good ass sci-fi movie like that in theaters because the quality and the sound is just unbeatable so that's what you have to do (laughs) if you if you stream anything on hbo uh in the theater that's supposed to be a theatrical release but isn't because of covid you have to go see it in theaters when they do get released to support look at me literally telling you to go support millionaires actually don't do that do whatever you want but I, but <laughs> I will be going to see it in theaters I will go see dune in theaters and I'll probably go see the second Wonder Woman movie in theaters as well so that's that's my game plan I miss seeing movies in theaters
1: yeah um <laughs> how do I follow that up
2: I don't know there's no there's no follow-up but everybody plug Columbus plug When you go back, they, so will big news in the Columbus parts lately is that they um, well crew obviously crew. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about crew. Yeah, that's super exciting. But other big news (laughs) is that they're they're shutting down. I know we should we should have touched on that. Very exciting for Columbus. I mean, like dead ass. Columbus is a sports city, and people, uh, I think probably only associate. I feel like crew gets the short end of the stick because it's like Ohio State Buckeyes, just universe in general, and then it like okay, maybe some people know about, okay, not maybe some people, a lot of people know about the Jackets and just the NHL, but I just feel like MLS is not as highly followed, but like, I don't know. They have a MLS Cup award-winning team in, right in Columbus. And the, That's true. the obviously the whole story arc of them wanting to, be, uh, to move and the downtown stadium and da-da-da. Like, okay, now we want, yeah, whatever. Fun stuff. Great stuff. No, but the other thing in Columbus that happened recently that I'm sad about is the big AMC movie theater complex that's like less than a mile away from OSU uh, shut down just recently and everyone's super bummed about it. But there is an amazing or I go see 95% of my movies is at um, the Gateway um, movie theaters an independent movie theater right off campus at osu and they do like the most awesome showings of, and they do i go see a lot of stuff on film there they have all the new stuff they have a bunch of old stuff they do a lot of cool events they have a bar um and they have local beer so that when everyone needs to go support them so that they don't close down because if the a, the lennox amc and something were to happen to the gateway i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do so okay now i'm done talking about columbus but do you have anything to add about the crew? It was exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I did catch the end of that with my friend. So the friend that I saw here in Richmond, he's uh, we're we're both from Columbus and like the Groveport area. So we were kind of watching the end of the like the very end of that crew game. So nice. good for Columbus. Good to see a title in Columbus, and I mean. I saw some Blue Jackets players. Eric Robinson was like, we're next. So something like that, paraphrasing. But, you know, let's see the Blue Jackets do something now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, hell yeah, right. It's their turn.
1: Well, I guess that's going to do it for us this week, Rachel. Any parting thoughts before we uh, bid adieu? (laughs) Nope,
2: none from me. This was without much else to talk about. We did a good job of coming up with stuff to talk about.
1: Well, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and soon, up, soon yeah. we'll
2: have actual, soon we'll have actual hockey to talk about. So instead of just,
1: yeah, yeah, we're we're literally just inside the one month mark for the season returning, and we'll have more and more. Obviously, as training camps get going here soon, and schedule releases, and any other updates about the league and all the teams, the jackets. So be sure to follow at CBJ Cannon on Twitter. JacketsCanon.com. We'll see you all next week. Subscribe to the Cast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch every episode. Leave us a review and a rating, and as always, we welcome your thoughts and feedback. Go to JacketsCanon.com for more Blue Jackets coverage from us, and follow us on Twitter at CBJCanon. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Pearlie and the Howlin' Moons. Check out AngelaPearllie.com for more music and show dates.